Welcome back to the Bob Squad Pod. This is episode 44, and this is the home of your now Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. How does that sound? Amazing. Um, Unbelievable. Unreal. Um, Damn, that sounds pretty nice. (laughs) Yeah, I... um, Just before we get into, like storylines and everything about the game let's just talk about just how you're feeling like right now because i'm just curious how you guys are feeling about the team and the game as far as like manny i guess it'll be a little bit different for you because your your team won a super bowl a couple seasons ago mm-hmm. aaron you haven't really had a team <laughs> win a super bowl i'm not trying to be mean but i'm just like where are you at as a fan? Like, how do you, how do you feel? Because I've seen different reactions online where certain fans feel, you know, overjoyed because, you know, they're the best team in the league and how cool is this? And then I've seen other fans that are like, they're taking it more of like a, I told you so kind of standoffish. Like, I'm just kind of curious. Every fan seems to process a championship differently so i'm just kind of curious like where you're at right now did you drop off me no i'm here oh bummer (laughs) well until he gets back man how did i process that game well manny (laughs) (laughs) i was freaking stoked um hopefully nick gets back on but uh man all right so the rams have always been my number two team behind the raiders which yeah i've never seen win a super bowl in my lifetime one day fortunately oh there you are i'm here i'm here but with the rams being my number two man i was i was pumped i was wearing all my gear um i went out you have rams here I do have some Rams gear. I have a I have my, my authentic boy. Rams helmet here too, right next to my Raiders one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've had that thing okay. since I was a kid. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see uh, you. I see you. You see me. You see me. Yeah. You know, I got my one AFC and my one NFC team. Uh, you know, actually, I teared up a little bit. I was, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe it. It happened. I was so stressed there at the end, and uh, I was, I was in disbelief. I mean, I'm not even the one playing, <laughs> but there's like this whole wave of emotions that was just kind of mm-hmm. going through. Like, is this game really over? No, something's something's going to there's going to be some flags. There's going to be something that comes up. We're like, no, this isn't possible. They they didn't win. There were everybody was on steroids. It doesn't count. So, um, no, man, I was I was freaking pumped and I'm still kind of in disbelief when I think about it. How did you kind of process the game, Manny? Like, once it was all done, like, what, what were you feeling? Um, well, it actually brought me back to when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, in which, you know, that game really had so many ups and downs. But then when you look at this particular game, it's just, it was like the little mistakes, right? It was the little mistakes with the Rams, just, you know, those false start penalties and those delay of games, man. Like, that to me was really the main thing coming out of the first half was that those type of penalties were the ones that killed the drives. Like once, you know, once Sean had, (laughs) once Sean's offense had to gain those extra five yards, no matter what it was, it just seemed like that drive just went to total shit. (laughs) Right. Um, Then you come out of it with OBJ getting hurt. Right. And before he got hurt, it's like, well, damn Matthew, like you could have just thrown the ball, you know, ahead of him and maybe he didn't have to stop and make that cut. You know, and then you come out of halftime and the first play is like, you got to be shitting me, right? And then the very next play, actually two plays, no, three plays after that, after the extra point and the kickoff, there's a pick. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this this can't end like this, right? Like, there's no, like, in, in such a Rams fashion, right? It's like all of a sudden this team is collapsing in the most important damn game of the season. You got to be kidding me. All right, and then all of a sudden, nobody can catch anything. Nobody can actually block anybody to run the football. And I'm thinking to myself, well, damn, man, is this season really going to end like this? And I think that it brought out so many emotions of how the Eagles 
back in that Super Bowl in 17, the Patriots had their best offensive performance in the second half. They had three straight touchdown drives, right? It's like all of a sudden the Eagles defense couldn't even stop them. But yeah, here were the Rams where they were so undermanned, right? Even Blanton had to exit the game. So basically you're telling me it's Cup with third, four stringers now in all key positions on offense, right? You can't run the ball. What's going to happen? And man, it, it, it just felt like Cup and Donald and Stafford just went into another level of greatness. And when you don't care, it is what it is. If we're going to lose, we're going to lose swinging. And man, it was a heck of a hit. And I'm, I will, I will tell you this. So I was watching the game on YouTube TV, and I since I guess on that platform when you watch a specific channel for more than five hours, it would ask you, "Are you still watching?" Oh my God! Let me tell you how the second play from midfield where Burrow threw the ball out of bounds. That's when the damn message came on. Like, are you still watching? I literally jumped out of my couch. I'm like, where the hell's my phone? Where the hell's my phone? I need to switch something off. And then my phone wasn't working to take off the damn, to play the damn game. And then my girlfriend had to get her phone and we watched it. And it was the fourth down. Like, I didn't see the third down play at all. And man, right then and there, right? So then right then and there, um, it's fourth and one. I'm like, all right, here we go. And I'm there with my Donald Rams hoodie on and I'm screaming, stop him right here, stop him right here. And the minute the ball is snapped, I see Donald just get in there and twist Burrow aside. And I'm like, please, P. Ryan, don't not catch that. And he didn't catch it. Man, the 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 enjoyment of knowing that the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl brought me back to when, like I said, when the Eagles won in, on their final play where Tom Brady threw the Hail Mary and just flailed, felt, you know, like the ball just hit the ground. I felt like the same feeling, man. And, wow, it's just, whew. That game literally took everything out of every single Rams fan, if you are one. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, the, like, uh, the, it was weird because you would think that the day of the game, I would have felt like really nervous just from a fan perspective. At some point, you would get nerves or nervous energy. And I think the team actually broke me just through the course of all their postseason games because emotionally, I had nothing left because. The Tampa game was so crazy. The 49er game was so crazy. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just ready for a good game. And what am I worried about anyway? Because we're way better than these guys. We're going to win, whatever. So going into the game, I really didn't have any like nerves or like any nervous energy, which was kind of weird. And I should have known at that point that I probably should be worried because it did flip on its head at one point and the Rams looked like they were going to win very easily by double digits. And then the Beckham injury happened. And then we got into the whole thing again of this game is ours. We never a doubt. And then it looked like, Holy shit, there's no way we're going to win this game. And then somehow, some way smoke clears, dust settles or Super Bowl champs. And I, I went from being, I don't want to say not emotionally invested in it, to by the end of the game, I was like yelling at my TV. I was jumping around. I was over at a friend's house. We were doing like a, um outdoor backyard sort of Super Bowl party because he had his TV set up in the backyard and everything. So the neighbors uh, probably heard me and probably were like, what the hell's going on with this guy out there? Um because I'm probably one of like four Rams fans in the entire state of Texas. But uh, (laughs) yeah, it was funny. I went from being not super invested in it because I just thought it was going to be an easy win to by the end of it, I was, I was getting to be like a wreck and I was so happy. So, so happy that we won. Um, It felt really, it it almost, I almost felt kind of bad because I've been a fan of the team since they moved. So like, you know, 2016, and to see them get a Super Bowl this early in their return to L.A. almost feels bad for me as a fan just because it's like there's so many other fan bases that have yet to feel what it's like to to win a Super Bowl or it's been so long. And Arizona. It, yeah, that's one of them. Um, and it's uh, how, how would I how would I phrase this? It, it almost, I almost felt guilty 
uh, because it's hard being a Rams fan right now because it seems like there's no, it's like a no win situation. You're from LA. So people are going to hate you for that reason. Sean McVay gets a lot of publicity. So people hate the team for that reason. Some people are Jalen Ramsey haters. Uh, it's it's a hard spot to be in as a Rams fan. And uh, Stafford does not offer to help the lady that fell off the stage. So now all of a sudden, you know, Rams players are looked at as, you know, you know, weak or as a mindset of like, wow, really? You didn't go and help them. I'm like, it's just, you know, Barstool going out and showing a damn video of four hours before the parade even begins. You know, oh, look at all the Rams fans. Oh, it's going to be a heck of a, you know, heck of a traffic around here. And I'm like, dude, it's four hours for the parade. Like, what do you expect? Right. Yeah, it's 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 really it's it's hard to be. It's it's a tough spot to be a Rams fan right now because it's like a no win thing. It's it's and now it's going to be even harder because anytime someone's like, oh, what team are you? And if you say, "Oh, I'm a Rams fan," they're gonna be like, "Okay, bandwagon bull." Like oh, the team that gives up picks for the wins. Look at you! You so, know, you're paying millions of dollars over the cap. I mean, if people <laughs> say that, I'm fine with that. I'd be like, "Dude, uh, flags fly forever. You can have the picks." So, um, you know, next year and the next couple of years could really be crappy because we could be in um, cap space hell, and uh, who knows how much longer. Um, we, we've seen after the game there was. It, it was weird because the narrative quickly turned to how much more is Matt Stafford going to play? Is Sean McVay retiring? Retire? <laughs> yeah, is Aaron Donald retiring? So who knows where this team's going to be in the next couple of years. But as of right now, we're the Super Bowl champs. We're the best team in the league. I have no problem saying that. And um, no one can take this from us. So how wh- whoever you know those picks turn out to be, uh, they might not be anybody. They could be first ballot Hall of Famers, but at least the Rams got their title. They went all in. They kind of did the super team thing, and it worked. So can't never take that away from us. And for somehow, after not having this for 54 years, back-to-back seasons where the Super Bowl team got to play in their home stadium and won. How cool is that? Yeah, that is that is pretty wild. And I wanted to touch on something real quick, too. Manny mentioned he missed the third down, like, at the mm-hmm. very end of the game there. But he did Yeah, the, the one where the Bengals fans yeah. are still having well, kind of a panic attack. Oh, why didn't Joe Mixon get the carry? Yeah. Well, <laughs> then, um, uh, you know, apparently Matthew Stafford had missed that down, too, because I don't know if you listened to his drunk his drunk speech during the parade. <laughs> he didn't even know it was fourth down when <laughs> Aaron Donald started – almost got that sack and that incomplete pass. So he wasn't even aware that they had just won the Super Bowl basically at that point. So you and him have something in common. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I actually heard, um, I can't remember which news outlet it was, but, um, someone had posted an article about that because that question had come up so often after the Super Bowl in the past couple of days and apparently the whole reason that P Ryan was even in the game at that point was because Zach Taylor said that he was late getting the call into the huddle and because he was late getting the call into the oh, huddle. Oh, and they couldn't substitute. Okay. Yeah, they couldn't sub gotcha. anybody. So that was Zach Taylor essentially admitted fault on that one. That was his fault. Um yeah. so yeah, should Mixon have been in the game? Yeah, probably. Um, should an NFL offense be able to get one yard? Yeah. Oh. Probably. On two plays? Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Um, so just as a, a, a general sort of recap, just to kind of go through the highs and lows of the game, uh, game starts and it looked like the Rams were going to, like I said, it looked like they were going to win by 10 plus points. It looked like it looked like it was going how I thought it was going to go because I thought this was going to be an easy Rams victory. And it looked like it was trending towards Odell Beckham, eight catches, 150 yards, three touchdowns, Super Bowl MVP. Like, it was trending that way for a minute. And team was clicking on all cylinders. Probably the most flawlessly offensive called game McVay has had in a long time. And then the fluke injury happens. And anytime that you see a non-contact knee injury, it doesn't matter if you're playing horseshoes, basketball, football doesn't matter if you see a non-contact knee injury 
that's never good. And it's almost always an ACL. And so far, every report that I've seen after the fact has been confirmed that it is an ACL. So that's really unfortunate to see because everyone talks about the, the chemistry that Cup and Stafford had developed. But the chemistry that Beckham and Stafford had developed during this postseason especially was really special. And it looked like Odell was completely going to take over that game. The Bengals had no answer for him. I don't know if you guys saw it that way or not, but that's what I saw. Man, you can go ahead, Odell, Aaron. Yeah, when Odell went, when I saw him go down, I was just like, holy shit. Because, I mean, damn, who else do they have left? Because they're just going to double on Cooper Cup the whole damn time, triple on him, whatever the hell they needed to do. Because, look, they don't have a tight end anymore. Um, and Van Jefferson, man, well, I was disappointed. Don't even get Van me started Jefferson. with that guy. Yeah, the bro, interception that Stafford threw in the end zone. <laughs> I Lazy was so effort. upset with Van Jefferson. Lazy I think, effort, Aaron. Yeah, call, and it, I call think, it what it is, bro. Lazy effort. Yeah, and I think Stafford was a little upset too. Like, what the hell, man? You didn't even try to go for it. You fell backwards. The guy was clearly in front of you. You need to either defend him not intercepting that ball or try to make a catch on it. But anyways, Van Jefferson didn't step up that game, I didn't think. Uh, but, you know, he, he had a new baby too, so I guess that part's exciting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, Odell Beckham going down was massive because I'm still surprised that Cup got the looks that he got occasionally. <laughs> but uh, the defensive back uh, on Cincy's side didn't really need to focus too much more on the other receivers. I mean, yeah, cover them. But, I mean, shoot, your second biggest threat, Beckham, is out. So, yeah, hammer the, cup, hammer cup. it was um... – that was the the moment where, and you could kind of feel it too. I don't know if you guys got this, but I could feel in the stadium, the air kind of came out of it. And even the crowd was like, oh no. Like that was a big moment in the game because once Beckham went down, that completely changed the offense. Because like you said, it went from being, man, we're on fire to, okay, we're sputtering and we don't know what the hell is going on right now. And the offense became Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and um, basically, you know, a, a group of people that we know, they're not the superstars on this team. So guys like um, Ben Skoranek and, and stuff like that, it, it's just, that's not going to get it done. Van Jefferson hasn't proven that he can be consistent. So obviously that wasn't going to work. And I will say to Aaron's point, congratulations to him. That's a hell of a night to have a Super Bowl victory and then, Literally, as he's on the field celebrating, they come and tell him, hey, your wife is giving birth. So hell of a couple hours. I mean, what a day. Um, but yeah, the the team at that point, you could tell, was uh, struggling to find their identity and kind of rebound because we have the pick that happens. And then, of course, we also saw on the, la the touchdown that happened, they missed the extra point because of a fumbled snap which immediately brought back memories of tony romo and the cowboys for me and i i knew at that point too i was kind of like okay if if that's the kind of stuff that's going to happen to us maybe something bad's going to happen here so that was like the first kind of indications where okay we're fumbling snaps on extra points which hasn't happened all season beckham's out he's definitely not coming back offense is sputtering and then like manny had mentioned earlier it kind of the Bengals kind of started popping off where uh, they were hitting these like big old chunk plays. First play after halftime, T. Higgins gets a touchdown. And oh, by the way, since we're on it now, we can go ahead and talk about it now. There's a lot of Bengals fans up in their feelings about penalty calls and flags and stuff like that. So we can go ahead and address that now. That was by far the most egregious offensive pass interference I've ever seen. And it didn't get called in the Super Bowl and it gave and it led to a touchdown. So um, I don't want to hear it about the whole Wilson didn't hold cup phantom flags in the end zone. You took the game from us. Absolutely not. It went both ways. And I would say that the Rams got hosed on more non calls than the Bengals did. That was clearly an offensive pass interference. You guys tell me if I'm wrong, but that was clearly an offensive pass interference. No, no, you're, you're 100% uh, right. But 
I will I will counter that by saying that most Bengals fans were in my mention saying, well, you guys, you know, got to the Super Bowl because of the same type of play, right? You know, <laughs> like a couple of uh, um, years ago. Saints. Uh, with Ram Saints, yeah. But, but still, like, that wasn't the point. The point was that Jalen Ramsey's face mask was totally twisted to a specific area, pulled down, and yet it's like you can't expect um, – you know him to do anything right you know what i'm saying because they're they're both running at you know the fastest speed that they possibly can and clearly higgins reaches over ramsey and grabs a face mask and it's like really like nobody on this field saw that right you mean the the eight eyeballs out there did not see a single twist of a face mask pull right and then um you know what and i want to give creative to seattle ram on twitter he actually posted step by step on the penalty with Wilson, okay? Would, would have I called that? No. I, if I was a ref, I would have not called that. When you look at it, though, step by step, step by step, Wilson's right hand gets on cup. You see him clearly pull on the jersey, then twist it, giving him the leverage with his off left hand to deflect the football. I'm sorry, no. Well, it's, it's vice versa. It's the right hand. I'm sorry, it's the left hand, left hip, off cup, pulls the jersey, twists it, which then gives him the right-hand free ends to go and, you know, deflect the ball away. But that's still a penalty when you look at it from frame to frame to frame. What if I call that? No, because the whole game, they haven't been calling anything, though, right, guys? I mean, you had the scuffle. By the way, Bengals fans, you should be hating yourselves even more today. The last thing you want to do is piss off Aaron Donald, all right? He clearly pushed Burrow inbounds. It wasn't a bad you know a penalty but you want to go ahead and get in his face then what happened yeah and by the <laughs> so. way that was another non-call that should have been um an All unsportsmanlike conduct ways, that, i think though it, it should have been an uh, uh um uh, god i'm i'm fumbling my words because i'm getting upset again uh okay. that should that should have been a penalty on the Bengals because i can't remember if it was spain or if it was prince but one of the offensive linemen after that play happened clearly threw a punch at Donald after that play and the refs did nothing about that. So that was another call that should have gone the Rams way that they didn't call. So again, I don't want to hear this. Uh, Rams got all the calls, not fair. No, 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 no. There was plenty of calls that the Rams did not get that they should have got. So uh, I, I will not hear any Bengals fans that are like, yeah, the, the refs totally stole this game from us. Absolutely not. There's no way. And should that have been called um, against Wilson and Cup? I don't know. I really don't know. But I will say I thought, like Manny said, if you break it down and look at the play uh, in slow motion, he definitely was handsy with Cup. So I have no problem with them throwing that flag there. And I'm not saying that as a biased fan. You could say that all you want. But I'm saying as a fan... If I if I see that play, regardless of what teams are on the field, I don't have a problem with the flag there. I think part of the problem why people got so upset was because it seemed like the first 58 minutes of the game, the refs weren't even there. They were there to spot the ball, and that was it. So there was no flags being called for, for anything. And then the last like two minutes of the game, it seemed like every play there was a flag. So I think that was the jarring part to some of the fans and some of the people watching. They were like, what the hell is going on? You guys went from let him play, Rubbins racing, who cares, Super Bowl, and then now it's, oh, you uh, touched him uh, on the fingernail, and so that's not allowed. You can't do that. Oh, you uh, kind of had your hand off sides there. You can't really do that. So I could kind of see how it was jarring just from a viewing perspective because it went from being prison rules almost to just, oh, we're going to flag everything. But we've talked about it many times on our show this this season the officiating across the board has been absolutely terrible so you can't really be surprised that in the biggest game of the season the refs all of a sudden decided eh, we're not gonna let them play anymore we're gonna throw flags for everything i mean the the refs have been absolutely terrible this year so surprise surprise they were kind of terrible in the super bowl i mean i i would say i I would prefer that they would just kind of let him play, and I was fine with them just letting him play. But like I said, I, I'm not going to hear this excuse that 
oh, the Rams were gifted the Super Bowl because of the refs. I absolutely don't buy that whatsoever. Aaron, I feel like I've been probably cutting you off. Do you have anything You're that fine. you want to add? <laughs> I don't have too much more to add. I mean, yeah, Jalen Ramsey, that was offensive pass interference. To me, that was pretty clear. Face mask, head got ripped around, fell to the ground. It wasn't it like a 75-yard touchdown pass? It was I think, yeah, like I think it was like 70 or 65. It was a long one. <laughs> um, the cup hold, I mean, I I did not see the uh, screenshots of it or whatnot, but watching it full speed, I wouldn't have called that. But again, it didn't lead. That wasn't a touchdown play. The next play after that, that was holding on cup pass interference whatever the hell they called on it uh in the end zone the next play after that when they clobber cup in the head <laughs> yeah that, that was, was i'm uh, pretty damn sure no one said anything during the game or after the game i don't know if you guys picked up on this maybe was it was concussed. just me being <laughs> hyper aware but it looked like cup definitely was concussed after that yeah he looked he looked a little bit um uneasy i was he looked a little dazed i guess is the word uh, and for Bengal fans to try to use the excuse of, oh, well, you got, you got away with the call a couple years ago against the Saints, that's bogus. I mean, the call was bogus against the Saints, and that sucks for the Saints and Drew Brees. I, really, I would have enjoyed seeing Brees win a Super Bowl, uh, but it did work in our favor. However, this is a completely different team. This is a completely different game, different refs, I think, and uh, that's, that's a that's a bullshit uh, excuse for getting away with a call. So, um, I, yeah, absolutely. No, this was not won by the refs. This game was not won by the refs. There was two clearly bad calls in my opinion, <clears throat> one on both teams and the rest of the game was played out. That last. Opinion. Yeah. And, uh, so like we were talking about how Beckham goes out and then we kind of have an identity crisis at that point. We're already on our uh, second or third string tight end, and then he has to leave. So that's another guy that's gone. For whatever reason, uh, Stafford tries to go to Skoranek. I don't know why Stafford has so much faith in Skoranek, but he does. Um, but I would say if you go back and watch that play, in Skoranek's defense, he was held on that play. If you go back and watch that play where that interception happened, that was another flag that the, the Rams should have gotten. Skoranek got fucking assaulted on that play and they didn't call anything. So the ball hits Skoranek in the hand. He tries to make a play. It gets picked off. So immediately the Rams have zero momentum. They just gave up a massive touchdown to T Higgins and we come back and immediately throw a pick. But here's where it starts to flip. The Rams defense finally was like, you know what? This is our time to shine. Let's do it boys. Had the Bengals got a touchdown after that interception, I don't know if we're talking about a Rams Super Bowl victory, but the the Rams defense played phenomenally. They sealed the deal, and they more than did their part to to you know make their impact on this game. Uh, that last play, I thought this was interesting. That last play that Cup caught the touchdown to seal the game. That was a play designed for Odell Beckham, but because they had nobody else available, Sean called it and was like, hey, Coop, uh, you're Odell Beckham. Go make it happen. So the play call was 15 Wanda, now X fade. And I have said before on this podcast, and I'll say it now, even after the fact, I don't like end zone goal line fades. I hate that play. I don't like it whatsoever. I think it's a low percentage play. And as soon as I saw Stafford go back, and look to his right. I was like, oh my God, they're running a fade route. And I got really scared. But hell of a play. Uh, and Cooper Cup, because of that, wins Super Bowl MVP. I personally would have voted Donald there, um, in my You're personal opinion. Because you picked Donald to win it. And you know I picked Cup. You're wrong. <laughs> so I will give you credit. I'll give you credit. Aaron is the only person that I know that I saw before this game even predict that. I'm sure someone else had to have, but Aaron's the only person I saw, and I'm pretty sure Cup was something like plus 2,000 or plus 1,000 or something. It was some crazy odds. Bet. Damn it. Yeah. Um, so I'll get your guys' thoughts on this, but uh, I personally would have voted Donald MVP 
And then if, if you don't want to give it to Donald, I would have said Stafford because what he did with the cast of characters that he had to do it with, uh, he probably could have gotten some serious consideration for MVP. Cup would have been my third choice for Super Bowl MVP. Um, I'm Aaron, I'm assuming you're totally cool with Cup winning it, though. Oh, 100%. You know, if Stafford didn't throw those two picks, um, I think he may have had a better... If Stafford didn't throw the two picks, and I think if Odell Beckham were still in the, left in the game, I think Stafford had a very strong case to probably have an amazing game um, and would have won MVP. But I still think... Cup uh, pulled it together, man. I mean, shoot, he got their two touchdowns. I mean, a guy that's probably being double teamed just as much as Aaron Donald was uh, got the go-ahead touchdown. Uh, he's been their stud all year long. I say give uh, throughout the playoffs, regular season, give it to Cup. Manny, would you have – I mean, are you cool with the Cooper Cup Super Bowl MVP or would you have gone a different way? I mean, listen – I first picked Stafford last week, and you convinced me for Donald. Nothing against Cup, man, but I think the turnaround of that game, and I do understand that people like offense and, oh, well, they went on the scoring drive, and, you know, before that scoring drive, they were, what, three and out, four and out or something. But I thought what, what Morris did in company in the middle of the third quarter by saying, you know what? I'm getting sick and tired of seeing, you know, Donald getting, you know, freaking blocked by three people. We're going to do a scheme where Von Miller loops in, Jerry Floyd loops in, and that's going to create the one-on-one matchups on the other side. And again, when the Bengals Bengals decided to react because of Donald's push on Burrow, like that's it. Like that right there was, you know, probably the worst things they could have ever done. And Nick, I'm with you. I was scared. I said, if the Bengals score here off this pick, they're now up by what it was. If they get a touchdown it? It was there, I think 17 it 13, a... right? Yeah. yeah so it, it would have been so up they, by 11, 17. Yeah. That's already three possessions, right? Is it three or two? Yeah. That, uh, eight, nine, ten. Well, technically, if you get a two yeah. point conversion in there, it would have been two, but, the way but that that's a lot going, of points. Yeah. But the way that the offense was going, who knew if they could even get a field goal? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it wasn't looking pretty there at all. No, so as far as Cup winning it, listen, I don't have an issue with it. Um, I wish in these type of games they can do like a dual MVP because that drive was all Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Like It's like, you know, I mentioned it in the beginning of this uh, pod. I said, these guys said, screw it. We're going to go with our best tandem all season. It is what it is. If we're going to lose, we're going to lose swinging. And that no-look pass, that move bell, was just such an unbelievable throw by Matthew Stafford. Um, oh, that unlook I, or that yeah. no-look pass was – Yeah. Yes. That was I'm, unreal. I'm here, I'm, here, I'm here trying to remember maybe of another pass like that in a Super Bowl. But, um, man, that was just on the money. Um, so, you know, I'm fine with Cup winning. I mean – and honestly, I did think he was going to win MVP. He should have been considered it more highly, but so because too. of his because of his position, right? And then all these questions start to appear. Well, is he top five overall? I'm like, that's not the point, guys. That's not the question. The question is this season, okay? Terrell Owens didn't play in this season. Jerry Rice didn't play in this season, right? Like, like we're talking about this football season. This man caught triple more of the footballs, triple more of the yardage, did everything you would want a wide receiver to do, plus more this season, right? I sort of thought he should have been MVP, but of course you give it to Aaron Rodgers, which, you know, is still looking for a second ring, whether if it's playing his sport or, uh, you know, his, his dating life, right? But, mm. hey, you know what? I'm happy for Cup, man. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy for Cup coming out of Eastern Washington. Are you freaking kidding me? I don't even know where no. Eastern Washington is. There's like three Washingtons. Like two Washingtons. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. We can't get Aaron. We, <laughs> we can't get. Yeah, no, we can't get Aaron on the whole Gonzaga thing because he'll talk Gonzaga. nonstop. For, <laughs> dude, yeah. See, oh, yeah but still, it should have been Aaron Donald, man. I'm sorry. I can't even I'm say in- it, and Aaron's like, "It's Gonzaga." <laughs> yeah. Don't you talk right. about my homies, like, bro. Aaron Donald had a killer game. Bro, you gotta also remember. Puffy. You gotta remember uh, to the running game for the Rams. Freaking oh, sucked. I mean, if they needed to get one yard. 
they and, weren't able and, to do it. But and Cam, Cam Akers had five yards on like 13 <laughs> carries. <Yeah. It> was <laughs> what is but, that average, Nick? But guess Tell me what? That average. I think guess it's less what? than two. Cup got <laughs> six yards on a fourth and one when they needed it the most. At yeah, the, the end the of the way. game. So, Bryce, um, Hop, what is our rookie's tight end's name? Bryce Hopkins, right? Yeah, Bryson Hopkins. Hopkins. All right, Bryson Hopkins. He missed a critical block on that third and short. And we're like, oh, my goodness, really? Out of all the times to miss a block for a first down, that young man on fourth and one spread loose, created that crease for Cup to turn it right back in for that first down. Kudos to that young man for coming oh, back yeah. and making a play. Absolutely, yeah, and absolutely. That, and Donald, that play call – Sorry, Aaron. I was just going to okay. say that play called by by McVeigh. Well, I just well, that wanted is to give so Sean right, 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 Nick. That's so Sean of him, right, to run that play on fourth and short. Yeah, that took some that's a serious set of nuts to be like, you know what? It's fourth and one. Our running game hasn't worked all all game. What am I going to do here? I I know. I'll call a running play, not even for our running back. I'll call a running play for our wide receiver. And you know, four I, yards behind the line of scrimmage to game one. <laughs> yeah, and I think any Rams fan that's been watching this team for the past couple seasons knows that's the Robert Woods play. When when they run those jet sweep handoff plays, that's normally Robert Woods's play all day, every day, and he's really good at running it. They don't really do that play that often with Cup. So to not only make that call, but have it be Cup to execute it, phenomenal. Sorry, Aaron, I just had to say that. Oh, no, you're good. I'm off the. Uh, I saw Stephen A. Smith really wanted Aaron Donald to win the MVP as well, but that of course he did. I mean, whatever. he and- it's it's just hard to make a case against it because he really took over that game in the second half, and also he sealed the game. Like he basically mm-hmm. did the same thing that he did in the 49er game. We oh, really not to needed to make uh, the the uh, I believe the Super Bowl record. What was it? Eight sacks. Is it eight or seven? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. But I do know that he basically did the same exact thing to um, Joe Burrow that he did to Jimmy Garoppolo. Got all up in his grill, effed up the play. Burrow panicked and had to try and make a play. And the fact that Burrow even got that ball off is pretty incredible. I don't know how many other quarterbacks could have even done that. Um, but I could have done that. Sure. Uh, so Burrow barely got <laughs> the ball off. Running at me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, don't, I haven't seen any alternate angles of the play. I don't know how close the ball was to P. Ryan, but it looked like it was kind of close. I held my breath because I immediately, like, all in the space of, like, two seconds, I was like, oh, my God, we got him. Game over. Oh, my God, he threw the ball. Holy shit, he caught it. Oh, it dropped the ground. Oh, my God, we won. Like, it was crazy. That whole play was was nuts um and i'm not going to get into the whole uh did they call the right play there or whatever um i i i'm not we don't have enough time to get into that but the fact that they thought going shotgun on fourth and one and trying a pass against our pass rushers was a good idea hey man you got to live with that result all off season that's on you um just to put some more bows on kind of uh, wrapping up the season and the Super Bowl. So Cup won the Triple Crown Offensive Player of the Year and Super Bowl MVP. Jerry Rice is the only other wide receiver that's done those in his entire career. So Jerry his Rice and Cooper career, Cup. But yeah. Cup did it in one year. Yeah. And he didn't win the MVP. Wow. That's such bogus. But, but, Aaron, but Aaron most will tell you, this is an NFL passing league now. Jerry Rice had to do it where heads were being cut off. Yeah. That's basically but, what most what, what what those old schoolers will tell you, which is what yeah, I'm trying to tell you. Whatever. On Thursday night, it was a whole, well, Cup, you know, he's great, but, you know, Rice was better and always was better, and they did it here. And I'm like, that's not the point. The point is for this season, right? It's yeah. this season. <laughs> yeah. Know, so. No, who cares about that? And you said Aaron Rodgers winning MVP. I mean, yeah, he had a great season, but I think Cup got snubbed. Yeah, that's at this point. If if we're if Cup's not going to win the MVP this year, I don't think in our lifetime we're ever going to see a wide receiver win MVP. Because I don't know what else you would want a wide receiver to do. I really don't. I, I if if he's not winning it this year, it's never going to happen. I'm sorry. It's just I mean, not listen. If a wide receiver can win you single handedly fantasy football in today's football and age, 
I mean, they deserve the MVP, in all honesty, because of yeah. today's being such an offensive-driven league. And add yeah. cup in all of my leagues. Just saying. Oh, you, look at you, bro. Look Aaron loves really flexing well. that he got Cooper Cup really in his fantasy well, leagues. Well, and well, then he I won our league. Did you win at least, Aaron? Or did you win at least? He won I, our I, league. I know that. I won two leagues, and I took third in the other one. The one I took third in... Dak Prescott screwed me. <laughs> well, you made the same mistake Jerry Jones made. You put your faith in Dak Prescott. That's <laughs> no, your it fault. Was, it was when I pulled him out. The one game I pulled him out is the game he had his best game of the year. And well, then was, that's not a Dak Prescott problem. That's a you problem. Well, that was him that's sucking. Aaron, that was him Aaron sucking <laughs> weeks after week after week. And then oh, like, okay, I this. see what you're saying. I'm pulling wah, him. <laughs> So I almost went off for you. Okay. Anyway, look look for Aaron's fantasy football <sighs> podcast to drop later this summer. Um, Aaron Donald, this is an amazing, amazing resume. Eight years in the NFL, rookie Ooh, of the year. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Nick. Are we about to have the uh, Donald Taylor conversation? No, no, no. I'm not doing no, all that. We don't have time no. for all that. Uh, <laughs> we we're kind of getting crunched on time. So uh, all I'm going to say is. Eight years in the NFL, he won Rookie of the Year. He's an eight-time Pro Bowler, seven-time first-team All-Pro, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. He's on an all-decade team. He's finished with a 90 or higher PFF grade every season he's played. He's only missed two games his entire career. Both of those games, they were not injury-related. And now he's a Super Bowl champion. So... I don't know who's better. I don't like doing the whole comparing generations thing, but I think it's safe to say if he walked away today, he's walking into the Hall of Fame, and he's probably walking in on the first ballot. I mean, dude is absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And the fact that he does it from the interior part of the line, and he does it routinely against double teams and sometimes triple teams, absolutely phenomenal. Um Odell Beckham, obviously, would have loved to have seen him stay out there. It was really hard to see him on the sidelines and and crying. That was tough. I thought I was actually going to like shed a tear because I really felt for the guy. Uh, he was scheduled to earn $7.2 million from the Browns had he stayed there. He got his release. He got $4 million in bonus on the way out. And by winning the Super Bowl, he got another $4.2 million. So, ends up getting 8.2 mil out of the deal. So he actually made more money with the Rams than he did with the Browns, which is kind of wild. But, but, but we're now going to have to ask ourselves how healthy is he going to be for next season? Yeah, that part. I don't know. I don't don't know know about, I know we might not want to touch it, but I don't know about you guys, but I want to run it back because as Nick said, Aaron, this team is about to be in cap hell. So before we get to cap hell, we should try to win one more <laughs> because after that, it might be a little bit of a time before we even sniff something like this. The problem that I have with bringing him back right now is it's well, the same it is, knee that he tore in correct. 2020. That's correct. the problem I have. If it had been the other knee, then I'd be like, okay, you know, medical science and everything has come so far now. We saw our own running back came back from a torn Achilles in the same season. So if now ACL tears aren't what they were 20 years ago, but the fact that it's a second ACL tear on the same knee, that is what worries me. Yeah, Um, and I think I read somewhere, though, as well, when you have an ACL tear on the same knee more than once, that knee just becomes very, you know, weaker and weaker. So I'm not saying that OBJ can't come back and become the, you know, a great player in this league, but I, I, I would assume that if he hurts it again, I mean, dude, you still have your whole life ahead of you, right? I mean, I don't want you to be, you know, a person that can't walk because of it. So, but those are questions that do you trust guys like Vance Jefferson? Do you trust guys like Skoranek? Do you trust, you know, you know, because you don't have many picks to get wide receivers yet you've wasted most of the picks on running backs and on wide receivers. Right. But yet none of them really pan out for you. If their name is not Cooper cup, which is your only draft pick, right? Woods was a signee. OBJ was a signee. Higby was a draft pick, but even he got hurt. So it's just questions like that. that you have to ask yourself going forward for this offense. If you decide you want to run it back with Matthew Stafford, which I'm sure you do. 
I would uh, I would assume the team wants to bring him back, and I've heard that he wants to come back. But at this point, I feel like it's going to have to be on a another incentive laden deal at this point, based on the injury, because I, I don't want to give him a, a bunch of committed years and committed money, not with a second ACL on the same knee. I just wouldn't feel super comfortable about it. Um, definitely don't want to finish the episode without mentioning Eric Weddle and what he did. He very, very early in the game tore his pec, and it was obvious that he was in a ton of pain. I didn't realize it was going to be that bad. Found out after the game, he fully tore his pec, which is insane that he stayed in the game. What a phenomenal effort. And this dude was retired for almost two full seasons, man. We hired this dude off the street, and we were like, hey, can you fill in, play a couple snaps? He played almost every fucking snap, and he played phenomenally. He led the team in tackles. Like, absolutely insane. Like, you can't tell this Super Bowl story of the Rams without Eric Weddle, which is insane. Absolutely insane. Um, But he did confirm after the game he is for sure re-retiring. He's done. He's going back to being... A normal civilian and, and coaching again. He's he's not going to play this game anymore. Which um, means, Nick, that Taylor Rapp, by the way, congratulations to him on getting engaged. He's going to have mm-hmm. to step up and once again try to live up to his, uh, you know, his superstar essence type of feel that we were hoping to see this season, which, you know, he, he played okay. He got hurt. Um, yeah, we need this man to kind of uh, – Get into his own a little bit. <laughs> you know, we can't be hiring Weddle off the street and expect for him to be our Lord and Savior back there, right? I mean, come on. So uh, this is – I came across this note, and I thought it was worth mentioning because there are some awesome names on this list. Uh, this is the list of safeties who have six Pro Bowls and a Super Bowl since 1990. John Lynch, Ed Reed, Steve Atwater, Troy Polamalu, Earl Thomas, and Eric Weddle. That's it. Eric That's Weddle it. is a Hall of Famer, baby. <laughs> probably i mean he's probably gonna get in i mean i i don't hate it um but what a phenomenal absolutely talk about lightning in a bottle what an absolute move to to pick him up and to see what he did I mean, absolutely phenomenal um what were the other oh so uh Bengals free agents of note uh riley reef larry ogunjobi cj uzama ricardo allen jesse bates Eli Apple, (laughs) Quentin Spain, BJ Hill, and Trey Flowers. So for the most part, the Bengals young core is going to be coming back. Not, not too much of a problem there. Um, The Rams, on the other hand, they have about 20 guys that are, you know, impending free agents. So I'm going to bring up the list right here because there are some names on here that obviously definitely going to be worth keeping an eye on, such as Von Miller, uh, Odell Beckham, Darius Williams, Sony Michelle, Austin Corbett, Brian Allen, Sebastian Joseph Day. Uh, those are all very big names and guys that you would uh, hopefully like to see back. Matt Gay also on the list. Um, the Rams are going to have a ton of decisions to make this offseason. So it's going to be interesting to see the whole run it back thing. Like, uh, okay, we'll see. Um, the Rams join a couple other franchises with their second Super Bowl victory. Uh, the Colts, Chiefs, Ravens, Buccaneers, and Dolphins also all have two Super Bowl championships. Uh, next in line would be a tie with the Broncos, your Washington Commanders, and your Las Vegas Raiders also have three Super Bowl mm-hmm. titles. So that would be that, that would be next on the list. Aaron, um, when was the last Raiders Super Bowl? I'm 80s. just curious. I'm just uh, what? I don't even know. 80, I think In it was the 80, what? 84? I want to double check. Yeah, that's I, I wasn't I don't even know. alive yet. Yeah, <laughs> um so yeah, Burrow so, was Oh, not, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, 1977, 1981, oh God, 1984. Like, so that was, was in his 20s. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. They beat the Washington Commanders back in nice. 1984. Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow was sacked 19 times in the playoffs. That's the most for any quarterback in a single postseason in the last 20 years. Um, Hey, uh, offensive line matters. And uh, we all said last week when we were talking about the game, if they don't block these pass rushers, it's going to be really tough to win. And 
There you go. And have a long career. I mean, shoot, he's already messed his knee up again. MCL and Nick, sprain. If, yeah. if, if, if my eyes did not defeat me, I did see he got sacked over 70 times this season. Yeah, I think it was Jesus. I think it was the most I think it was like a single season record or close to it. Um very close not to even it. not even a quarterback in rookie mode in Madden can survive that, bro. That beating. Yeah, if they don't get some help for him, he's gonna die. He his career <laughs> is over. Um and he did have another knee injury in this game, but it was only an MCL sprain and on his me, other all, knee. On his yeah. other knee. But all the reports are he's going to be okay. There's no surgery or anything, but that's a major bullet dodged. If you really want to keep playing that game and just, you know, hoping that he comes out of the game alive every time. Good luck, man. Um, Another interesting note that I saw after the game and the Rams might actually face some kind of penalty for this because I know for a fact teams get into a lot of trouble if you don't disclose injuries on the injury report. And we were talking ever since the Buccaneers game about Matt Gay's health and whether he was okay. And after the game, it came out that he kicked the entire season with a torn knee ligament and the last month of the season with a severe groin strain. So that could potentially be a problem for the Rams. They might have to pay a pretty hefty fine for that because the NFL really frowns upon um, misleading the public and misleading other teams with uh, false injury reports, especially with all of the, how big the betting scene has got now, but torn knee and severe groin strain for Matt Gay. So um, got to give him some love too, because he had a phenomenal season. Obviously the postseason was a little bit rocky, but now that I know he had a, a torn knee ligament and a groin strain, I kind of am wondering why the hell he was even out there. But I mean, we, we ended up winning, but uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, that makes me ask myself, why in the hell would Sean make him kick a 54-yard field goal against the Niners? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. I I don't know. I I can't. When I saw that, I couldn't believe that that was a real thing. I, and that was does confirmed. uh Sean McVay know what a groin strain is? Does he realize what a kicker uses? <laughs> it's, you know, I'm not trying to be a smartass. I'm just trying to be honest here. Like, what the hell, yeah. dude? <laughs> I, I don't know why that happened that way and why it broke down that way. Um, but hey, Matt Gay, um, you don't really think of kickers as being tough guys, but got to give him credit, man. That's a hell of a play to to have those injuries and, and stay in there and do what he did. So um, another Matthew Stafford kind of uh, feather in the cap. Uh, the Rams were tied or losing in the fourth quarter of their last three playoff games and Stafford led game winning drives and all of those. So um, the whole narrative Stafford not being clutch. I think we can get rid of that. Um, um, boys, I, I, I wanted to ask you to this before we signed off as well. Now that Matthew Stafford has one Super Bowl ring and we see the what he can do when you actually put a team around him. Seeing the same fame or to level conversation as an Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. I mean, personally, people look at Philip Rivers, right, as a Hall of Famer. I mean, if you look at Philip Rivers as a Hall of Famer, you got to think that Matthew Stafford is not too far behind. Now, the argument would be that, oh, well, Philip Rivers had many statistical seasons where he was top five. And I understand that Matthew probably did it twice only or something like that in all those years in Detroit. But with what he did this season, knowing that this team had to rely on him to get it done, getting it done, there has to be some consolidation for that, right? I have seen this argument come up this week, and Aaron, I don't know. I, asked you. Yeah. I I don't know why where you sit on this, Aaron. But uh, I personally, when it comes to the Hall of Fame debate and active players, I am I don't care. If you're an active player, I'm not going to get into the whole Hall of Fame debate unless it's one of those cases where it's just clear and obvious like Tom Brady or Aaron Donald where, yeah, you're going to the Hall of Fame. But other than that, if it's not like a slam dunk, like Stafford still has a couple more seasons left to play. I'm just going to let it play out and we'll see. I really don't like the whole he's a Hall of Famer now or whatever. So I basically, just, Nick, you were taking my question and you're rubbing your ass with it. Thanks. All right, Aaron, <laughs> you're up next, buddy. You I just I don't face. I can't. I just <laughs> I don't like that. I don't know. I can't. I uh, I feel you a little bit, Nick. Um, but I don't. <laughs> Feels good though. 
Um, yeah, so I would say before the season, no, I didn't. I didn't think Stafford was Hall of Fame worthy, and I'm on the fence if I still think he, or if I think he is currently now with a Super Bowl ring. I mean, I would say it's pretty impressive what he did first season with. I would say you know a real contending team, and he leads them to a Super Bowl. Uh, I think the next couple years are going to really dictate if he, you know, is elevated up to that, that level of hall of fame status. Um, I do see your argument though, with Philip river with Philip rivers. God, I hate that fucking guy, but, um, <laughs> but he's Opening, so, uh, old, he's uh, wounds, so whiny. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can see the argument against the Philip rivers. Go charges go. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say no, not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick him as a hall of fame. Player. What if he wins another one? Then yeah, I would start. I would start okay. leaning that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's not very many guys can say they won two. So I yeah, mean, that, he be... does have one more than Dan Marino, and we all consider Dan Marino in his era to be one of the most prolific, best passers ever. Yet made it to yeah, one it's... Super Bowl and never got back. Dan Marino got into the Hall of Fame in spite of the postseason success. His regular season career was just off the charts. He was like, like Aaron Rodgers, right? One of a kind. <laughs> like he, he was one of a kind. Like we hadn't really seen quarterback like that before. It's that was when the whole quarterback revolution kind of started, where it was like, Hey, Terry Bradshaw, I need you to throw the ball 15 times a game and just complete this like you know, 15 yard, 10 yard pass. Like the NFL was starting to change and they were like, Hey, we have these athletes that can run really fast and we should like throw yep. the ball a lot. So here comes uh, Walsh and Montana and the rest is history. Yeah. So um, there was a lot of talk this season about Stafford uh, with some of the interceptions and some of the, just the doy doy kind of plays that he would make here and there. But at the end of the season in the fourth quarter, he finished with a 71% completion percentage, 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a passer rating of 123. So when it counted and when we really, really needed it, he showed up. So um, pretty phenomenal stuff there. Uh, uh, another note, Kevin O'Connell has been hired uh, as the Vikings' new head coach. So yet another departure from the Rams' coaching staff. Um mm -hmm. Best of luck we, to him. We've uh, we've definitely seen this movie, uh, Nick, before and Aaron, right? <laughs> Every yep. season that somebody else gets plugged away. <laughs> yeah, so yet another guy we're going to have to replace. Um, but good luck. Best of luck to him. Um, don't know what you're going to do with Kirk Cousins, but, uh, I mean, you have <laughs> Justin Jefferson, and if you can recreate the same magic with Justin Jefferson that you just had with Cooper Cup, then, hey, Justin Jefferson might be a sneaky pick for – fantasy next year maybe for some mvp vote or not mvp votes but um like offensive player of the year that kind of thing so who knows we'll see um the super bowl was watched by 112.3 million viewers across all platforms that is up 14 percent over last year's super bowl which was chiefs and bucks so pretty good stuff there a lot of people were interested Welcome, America, and invested on the rams and um <laughs> I will say, hopefully, now that L.A. is succeeding, we have the Super Bowl, and we won it at home, we might not see this in the next couple seasons, but hopefully, you know, there's a whole new generation of Rams fans coming because they saw this team for the first time and everything. So hopefully in L.A., we're going to start seeing more of a presence and more of a fan base in the next couple seasons. Um, I, at least I really hope so. Um the uh, I, I, another note that I thought was interesting, and I think I'm going to mention it only because Manny had said the whole thing about Dan Marino. Um, each of the last 16 quarterbacks to lose in their Super Bowl debut have never made it back, which I think is kind of a weird stat, but that's also kind of crazy at the same time. That mm -hmm. th that list, in case you guys were wondering, there's some good names on here. Uh, Jimmy G, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, Rex Grossman, Matt Hasselbeck, Donovan McNabb, Jake DeLome, Rich Gannon, Kerry Collins, Steve McNair, Chris Chandler, Drew Bledsoe, Neil O'Donnell, and Stan Humphreys. So if you want to go the negative Nancy route, Joe Burrow might not ever make it back, but it's kind of hard to 
for it's hard to say that in the moment because that team has got so much explosiveness on offense. Um, but hey, who knows? We'll see. Um, Aaron Donald supposedly is coming back. We'll see. Sean McVay apparently is coming back. We'll see. Um, all in all, hell of a season. What a way to end it. Um, ton of fun. And hopefully you guys have enjoyed listening to the podcast, participating in the podcast, all that good stuff. Because It's been what, what a season to do a podcast and have the season go this way. Because there was a moment there where we had that four-game losing streak and it looked like we weren't going to do anything and it looked really bad. And then all the highs and lows of the end of the season and playoffs. I mean, what a time to, to be a Rams fan. Um, did you guys have any final thoughts before we get out of here? Man. Go ahead, Eric. Oh, I get to go. Oh, you know what? Uh, my I'll final thought. Short and sweet. <laughs> all right. Short and sweet. The Manny version of short and sweet. All right. Okay. I'll, I got I'll five minutes five on the clock. Minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Listen to all you Arizona Cardinals fans that are panicking. Kyle Murray is not going anywhere. Stop this nonsense. If anything, try to give this quarterback some advice and be like, listen, uh, you basically represent and work for one of 32 organizations that are very highly, uh, very highly in money and stuff like that in this world. Uh, going on social media and doing what you did might not be a good look for you, sir. So please grow up, grow on, you know, put on some pants and uh, yeah, uh, stay calm. It's okay. You know, it's okay to be whining and sassy when you lose and whatnot, but know that you are the quarterback. And when you are the quarterback, you're going to get scrutinized. So that's it. Aaron, any final thoughts? That's your two cents. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the saints and Devontae oh. Adams is going to be a Raider next year, which I cannot oh. wait. Oh, wow. Okay. I have Those are some predictions. Why? Cause he lives in Fresno and he wants to be closer to home. Well, him and Derek Carr used to play together at Fresno. So, oh, yeah, there you go. And the Raiders is that breaking about, news? Uh, well, no, that's that's been known in Raider world for a while now. I keep hearing <laughs> rumors that he's going to the Bears. No, don't even. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how that would I happen. Heard, I, I've I don't heard know. that too. I've heard that too, but I don't. I don't suspect that he'll go to the Bears. So. That's my prediction. Off season, fingers crossed. And then if Raiders are going to be back in the playoffs next year. And same with these Rams, Super Bowl champion Rams. There you go. Yeah, the uh, the AFC West is probably going to be the new hardest division in football, and the NFC West is going to be very different next year because it's going to be most likely the Trey Lance Forty ers most likely the I don't I don't know who Seattle Seahawk. I have no idea, but I don't see any way that Russell Wilson comes back. So um Geno Smith, Alex Smith, uh I don't know. I don't know who's gonna be the quarterback for the Seahawks, but they're gonna be different. And uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do. They need someone. And um the Cardinals, I have no clue what's going on with Kyler Murray. There's a lot of drama going on. Um that apparently there was a report that came out a couple days ago that in the fourth quarter of the playoff game against the Rams, he refused to go back in the game. He's done the whole social media scrub thing where he removed all the Cardinals related stuff. Um, not a good look at all. Very uh, not a good look for your quarterback to come off as a, a diva or self-centered, not a team player. That's a tough look. And um, a lot of questions about, Cliff Kingsbury. So the NFC West is going to be a very different division next year. Um, but at the end of the day, hell of a season. I can't believe it's real. Can't believe we're champs. Flags fly forever. If you're a Rams fan, make sure you tell everybody you know, every chance you get this entire offseason, because to be the man, you got to beat the man. And until someone gets crowned Super Bowl champion next year, we're the champs. No one can take it away from us. So uh, let them know and uh, represent out there. Fly your flags. Wear your Rams gear. Um, it's it's tough out here in these streets being a Rams fan sometimes. So, um, do, you know, enjoy this. Have fun. Um, take pride in being a Rams fan. Um, never know when the next championship's going to come. So enjoy this. Have fun. Thanks for listening. As always, guys, we really appreciate it. Um, 
we will come back to you guys with another episode sometime probably around the draft or if something crazy happens rams related we'll do an episode but um we'll do a little bit of a hiatus for the time being just since it's off season but appreciate you guys listening as always um Look for us also on social media. Manny does a phenomenal job on Twitter at Mob Squad Pod. Um, and Aaron has a Twitter, but I didn't use it. Um, I have a Twitter. I sometimes use it. Sometimes I lose my mind on Twitter, so I have to watch what I say. But be sure to give us a follow and, and, and interact with us on uh, social media. Manny does a phenomenal job with that stuff. It's always a good time. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great offseason.